The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data, Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, a Ben J. Shap LLC production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to Marketing Superstar Week on the MarTech Podcast. Every day this week, we're going to talk to one of the most well-recognized marketers in the world. Joining us today is Rand Fishkin, who is the co-founder and CEO of SparkToro, which helps entrepreneurs, marketers, and product folks of all stripes uncover the publications and people that influence their target audience. SparkToro's powerful dataset contains 70 million public web and social profiles with a simple-to-use research tool that's free to try. And prior to founding SparkToro, Rand was the founder of Moz, a leader in the field of search engine optimization tools, resources, and community. And he's also the author of multiple books, including The Art of SEO, Inbound Marketing and SEO, and his most recent work, Lost and Founder. So far this week, Rand and I have talked about his tips for building a startup, including a little bit about market capitalization and trying to build the business that's right for you as the founder. And today we're going to talk more about his experience actually developing businesses, starting with how Rand learns from his customers and market. All right, on with my conversation with Rand Fishkin, founder and CEO of SparkToro. Rand, welcome back to Marketing Superstar Week on the MarTech Podcast. Great to be here, Benjamin. Excited to have you back. Yesterday, we talked a little bit about starting a business that's right for you, how you should capitalize the business, what your goals are. You've been a founder multiple times. I'd say you're a breakout success being the founder of Moz. And and it seems like you had success at Moz, but the business didn't seem to get where you wanted it to go ultimately. And you get another crack with SparkToro. So let's talk a little bit about what SparkToro does and honestly how you're using some of the practices of SparkToro to learn from your customers and your market. Give me your guide on market research and figuring out how to grow a business by understanding your customers. I think this is, oddly enough, something that has gotten a little bit lost in the art and science of marketing over the last 20 years, just because so much of marketing has focused over these two decades on tactics and channels. And I'm as guilty as anyone, right? Moz obviously focused very exclusively on search engine optimization and getting clicks from Google, all that kind of stuff, getting getting rankings. Social media marketing has done the same. Digital advertising world has obviously come to dominate all of digital ad spend and digital marketing spend. And as a result, there is a little bit lost in terms of who are my customers? What do they pay attention to? 
how do they discover products like mine? What are the things that will convince them that my product is right for them and that they should give it a try? And once they do try it, what will make them love it and come back and recommend it to other people? And that form of customer audience and market research is something that is challenging to do. It's definitely a creative process more so than a technical process, although there are elements of both. But it has been invaluable for us. And it's something a little bit in some of those aspects that SparkToro tries to help our customers with, too. You're giving away the secret sauce here, Rand. <laughs> I was a marketing consultant for like three years. This is how I made hundreds of thousands of dollars of revenue by putting on my blue button down and my khakis, walking into somebody's office with some sense of authority, like I had to stick up my butt and then saying, all right, let me go talk to your customers. I'm going to ask them who they are, what they like and where they find out about it. And people pay a lot of money for that stuff. Don't tell everybody. <laughs> I feel like this is the plumber, right, who goes on the podcast and says, well, look, I mean, if the pipes all connect, you're in good shape. And then you go, yeah, that's nice to hear. I still want to pay you 50 bucks an hour to come fix my pipes. It's cool. I'm not a marketing consultant now. I'm a podcast host. We can talk all about this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. You've got nothing to lose now. Hey, at the end of every podcast, I say my advice is to make your customers happy. And the truth is you got to know who they are and what makes them tick to make them happy. Like, that's not rocket science. I think one of the most fascinating things, Benjamin, I'm sure your time as a consultant would reveal this as well, but one of the things that's really challenging for founders especially is we have an unflinching, overwhelming desire to please everyone. We want to make a vast world of customers happy. And that is unfortunately a recipe for disaster most of the time. What you have to do as a founder is be willing to say no to a lot of what look like good customer targets, people who should get value from the product, who likely would, if they used it, get value from the product, you have to be willing to deprioritize them to focus on the people who are early core customers, especially as you're growing that business in the early stages, and then you can expand over time. All right. So what you're talking about is not only segmentation, but understanding the value of a customer, you know, let's call it LTV, lifetime value of a customer. And then prioritizing specific segments to make sure that you're just going after the most profitable, lowest hanging fruit, as opposed to casting a wide net. Yeah, this sequencing is really challenging. It is truly difficult to determine whether and when you should cast the wide net, which I think is a very wise goal early in a startup sort of R&D development process to figure out like, oh, okay. You've got this podcast. Who is interested in MarTech? Is it journalists and reporters and bloggers and writers about MarTech? Is it people who are starting their own companies? Is it marketers who work at those companies? Is it people in the trenches of those businesses who join later stage companies? Is it the executive suite at growth stage? Could be all of them. You don't really want to turn any of them off. But in reality, as you are starting out, and I realize you've been going for a little while, right? But as you're starting out, you probably want to cast the wide net, find the one or two groups with whom it resonates most and double down on what makes them incredibly happy, excited, subscribe, share it with their friends, addicted to this podcast. I can't go a day or a week without listening. Those are your early adopters. And then over time, you might add one or two more as you find more guests, more topics that appeal to a wider audience that's still satisfying this one. But that's a tough sequencing process to go through. I have a lot of empathy for founders who struggle with that, 
and it's not just founders, right? It's content creators and subscription creators and people who make indie video games and everything. Right. I think that SparkToro and the MarTech podcast have a similar challenge in some way in that, you know, you described, hey, who listens to the MarTech podcast? Your product works on a freemium model. Anybody could try SparkToro and the free version is incredibly powerful. On the flip side, you have to understand who your customers are, right? Lots of people might try and be free product consumers, but it doesn't mean that all of them are going to be buyers or your enterprise customers who you need to prioritize. In the same way that the MarTech podcast has lots of listeners, but the customers that we sell to, the people that drive the revenue, are the heads of marketing at primarily B2B or MarTech startups, the people that are trying to market to marketers. So like we have this class within this entire universe that we need to focus specifically on and tailor our marketing efforts towards. Yeah, you've got essentially the two-sided marketplace. You have to appeal to both kind of the supporters of whatever, the advertising sponsorship side of the business and the listeners, customers. And that's classic like Yelp, right? Yelp had to appeal to both the restaurant owners and the people who went to restaurants. And that two-sided marketplace is quite a challenging thing. SparkToro is almost lucky in that we only have to target one. Well, hey, lucky you. I should have started the research business anyway. Well, <laughs> hey, you already tackled that. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then. And instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. So talk to me about actually doing the market research, learning from your customers. You mentioned ask the big questions early on, but walk to me through some of the practical techniques of running marketing research. Yeah. So the way that I think about this is different a little bit from how many folks in classic marketing world do. Classic marketing world has this idea of personas. Like we've got Podcast and Pete and Podcast and Pete is one of our customer personas and he runs a podcast and he's, I don't know, 35 years old and lives in 
a mid-tier city in the United States and has 2.2 children and a dog. And it sounds like a guy I know. <laughs> I mean, if you know anyone with 2.2 children, I'd be nervous. But <laughs> what does a cat count as? <laughs> Those personas, I think, are very much about, you know, when I listen to marketers and founders and product people who reflect on building those, they're like, I want to get everyone on my team on the same page about who our audience is. And I want them thinking about that person in their mind, picturing them, imagining their issues, having empathy for them. To me, it doesn't resonate as much. It doesn't seem super actionable. Yeah. I instead like starting with what am I trying to accomplish? And when I'm trying to accomplish those things, which questions do I need answered? And how can a persona or how can data, segmented data about my audience help me answer those questions and solve those problems that I need to solve. So if the problem is, as we're building our product, should we prioritize building it for teams and having, once you set up an account, you can invite other people and give permissions and there's reporting and there's permissions for you know who can see what. Is that important? Great. That's going to be a whole ton of work for somebody on the team, a bunch of engineers and product people. So let's figure out, do we have that use case? Is that an important use case? Is that a group that we care about? Rather than does podcast and Pete, you know, have 2.2 children or 1.5 children? Or is he male or female? Are we talking about someone who has some college or some high school education? That's useless to me. I do care about solving this particular problem. And so that's the way I think about market research, building those personas. When I build structured segments around who my market is, what I'm trying to do is answer important questions for my co-founder and I about how do we reach them? What do they pay attention to? Where can they be influenced? What resonates with them? What messages compel them to try something? Are they driven by personalities that they follow? Are they driven by messaging? Are they driven by having a problem solved? Is it a vitamin or a pain pill? Those kinds of things are what we're trying to answer. Yeah. You know, often when I've done segmentation, it is not demographic type segmentation. I'm not trying to create a picture of an individual person. Most of the time, what I'm thinking about in doing segmentation is what role do they play in the buying experience, right? Is, if, is, is this the executive decision maker? Is this somebody who is a founder of a company? Because their challenges and their rationale for using a product are going to be different. And you can name them fancy things like Podcast Pete or Real Estate Randy, whatever it is. I honestly think the names do kind of have a purpose because the teams will unify around them. They're easy to remember. But what you need to include in those segments is the rationale the goal that person has by using the products as opposed to we're looking for people with 2.2 kids. That sounds like a dangerous thing to do. As opposed to this is the person that is the executive sponsor in the purchase decision. And often you can rally your team around thinking about executive buyers as opposed to the people that are doing the research and the operators. Yeah. And I would only do that segmentation when it solves a problem for you. Like, I think, unfortunately, a lot of people put the cart before the horse and they try and get these built out personas and then they go figure out what questions those personas can answer for them. And they try and shoehorn data or imagine data into a problem that never existed in the first place. Right. I want to start with who am I trying to reach? Why them? What do they care about? What do they pay attention to? What resonates with them? 
let's go tell those messages that resonate with my audience in the places where they pay attention in the ways that will drive them to go check out what we're doing. And hopefully that'll help them remember and keep us in mind as they're trying to solve that problem. Rand, you're ruining consultants' businesses all around the world. We're going to have to wrap this episode up and we're going to bring you back tomorrow to talk about some product marketing tips. All right. So that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks for listening to the second part of my conversation with Rand Fishkin, the founder and CEO of SparkToro. If you'd like to hear more of Rand and Mai's conversation, we're going to publish an episode every day this week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and check back with us tomorrow morning when Rand talks us about his product-led marketing tips. If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to get in touch with Rand, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter. His handle is Randfish, R-A-N-D-F-I-S-H. Or you could visit his company's website, which is sparktoro.com, S-P-A-R-K-T-O-R-O.com. Or you can find his most recent book, Lost and Founder, at sparktoro.com slash book. Just one more link in our show notes that I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com where we've got summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also subscribe to our once a week newsletter and you can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, or you can contact me directly my handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.